Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Looting Lads, a podcast where two unqualified teens talk about anything Magic the Gathering related. I'm Silas. I'm Mateo. That, that's not your name. No, it is. It is? Yeah. Okay. Nice that's what they call me in Spain. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fact. Oh, yeah. Well, we're back uh, a little bit earlier compared to our usual uh, release schedule, I guess. We don't have a schedule. Um, so, basically, this episode, we're going to be talking about a bunch of different things. The two main things that we're going to be talking about is, uh, well, there was a new set that came out semi-recently. Uh, Modern Horizons 2 came out. Mm-hmm. That's a... That had a lot of cool stuff in it. Yeah, it was fun. Because um, Modern Horizons 1 was so much fun. And I, this one was too. I think, like, <laughs> when you look at... Uh, I the, think, yeah, Modern Horizons 1 had more of an impact. It had more It had more of, like, an impact when, when you look on formats like Commander. Um, but it didn't have anywhere near as much reprint value as compared... To Modern Horizons 2. Modern Horizons 2 had so much more reprints, such as a big one, Cabal Coffers. Yay. That one was a huge reprint. Um, I'm very glad that they did that. They also reprinted a uh, Titania Protector of Argoth. Um, yeah, that's a, another a lot of landfall decks sometimes like to play that. Another awesome card. Very good, very good. They also um. In the set, they decided to think that more free cards were fair and okay <laughs> to play with. Um, I think the the worst one, for or the most powerful one for Commander, I believe, is a card called Solitude. It's three white-white, but that doesn't matter. Uh, three white-white, flash lifelink, three-two. When Solitude enters the battlefield, exile up to one other target creature. That creature's controller gains life equal to its power, and it has Evoke. You exile a white card from your hand. So it's forced to plowshares is what I'm going to call it. Forced to plowshares. That's so good. That's what I'm going to call it is forced to plowshares because that's quite literally exactly what it does. So evoke is when you um, uh, you pay a cheaper price usually, but now these new cards that you, you exile another card out of your hand and it's free. Um, anyways, evoke means you cast it for cheaper and then... Um, get the effect and it immediately dies as soon as it, co- as it enters the battlefield. So there's other stuff. Uh, what's the good one? The, 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 main, the main other good one, but it doesn't really affect Commander that much, but uh, holy hell, it affects formats like Modern or Vintage or Legacy. Uh, is a card called Grief. Uh, I don't know why they printed this. I think this is a little bit too strong. Um, it's two black, black, menace, three, two. When Grief enters the battlefield, target opponent reveals their hand. You choose a non-land card from it, that player discards that card. Evoke, exile a black card from your hand. So Rough. it's Force of Thoughtseize. Force it's, of Thoughtseize. It's literally Thoughtseize, except you don't lose two life, and it's free. It's, it's absurd. Thoughtseize, I'm pretty sure, used to be like $35, and it's 16 now. Uh, <laughs> So I don't think many people are going to be playing. I think it's still going to be played because it's a good card still. Yeah. Um, I think Thoughtseize and Grief are going to be played in combination, but I'm no modern player. I have no yeah. I have no real thoughts on it. But some other cool reprints that they had was Imperial Recruiter for, like, the second time yeah, within second a time year. Yeah, like, yeah, in a year. Like, they, it got it reprinted. It was in Double Masters, and now it's in Modern Horizons, too. So that was cool. 
Yeah, it's all the way down to 13 when it used to be $40. Yeah. You bought it when it was 40 Yep, 30-something. 30, 30 Rough. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, they, they got a new sword. Uh, like, from uh, sword oh, yeah. meaning, like, sword of fire and ice, sword of feast and famine. They made a new one. Um, so, sword of hearth and home, uh, three mana artifact equipment uh, has equipped to... A corrupt creature gets two, t- uh, plus two, plus two, and has protection from green and white. Uh, whenever a equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, exile, exile up to one target creature you own, then search your library for a basic land card. Put both, but both cards onto the battlefield under your control, then shuffle. So basically, uh, every time you hit with the equipped creature, um, you blink a creature and get a land, um. So that works with ETB stuff. It helps ramp you, and it's overall... It, it can fit well in some decks. Um, Yarrick. Yeah. Because Yarrick the Desecrated, for some reason, he has Death Touch. That's and true. he's at 3-5. You just put that on and start blinking more shit. Yeah. yeah it's, it's just another so, good sword, yeah, which is why it's $25. It's not bad. I, it's definitely not as good as the other two, but it's it's, it's probably, probably one of the better. probably number three. It probably yeah, it is. Um, like, it, not I think... Not many swords are that great. Oh, yeah. None. Most of the swords aren't super good at all, but yeah. this one, this one definitely has potential. Um, what are, what are some other good things? Oh, yes. The fetch lands, the enemy color fetch lands were finally reprinted. Yay. Uh, which is great. Because that means they came down in price because everyone was running reprints. Uh, there's not much to talk about with those. It's just they got reprinted. We got what we we got what we want. They were at rare. They came down a lot. Arid Mesa was at like what fifty dollars forty five. Now it's down to yeah. 25. All of them were like above forty. All the um enemy right. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty. I think there might have been maybe one that wasn't, but I'm pretty yeah. sure it was pretty much forty and above. Yeah. Definitely um, both. Um. Like Misty Rainforest. Misty Rainforest, and, um, Misty Rainforest was at eighty dollars. I believe seventy five or eighty dollars, and now it went down to forty, which is crazy. It was above. It was like fifty something. Before? Yeah, when I bought it. Yeah. Are you sure? Oh well, I it went. Sure. It went up after that. Okay. Well, then sure. Because <laughs> I remember checking TCG Player, and it was just like, yeah, seventy dollars if you wanted. Okay. Yeah. Um. Oh. Uh. No. No. Uh. What? <laughs> what? What are Oh yeah, the uh. Added a new Orzov card, which is really good, and I think it's an auto include for deck for an Orzov deck. Oh yeah, um, that's right. it's called Damn. It's black black sorcery. Destroy target creature. A creature can't be de- a creature destroyed this way can't be regenerated. However, that alone, it's all right because it's kind of like a sorcery speed Doom Blade, but it hits any creature. However, this has Overload. For two white white. So that means it is a spot removal for a sorcery or a board wipe. Not many cards do that. Yeah. In fact, the only other card that I think is like similar to that is I guess Cyclonic Rift. Because mm. I would say more Vandal Blast, but that doesn't, you know. Yeah, that only hits artifacts. But it's more removal than what Cyclonic Rift actually is. Yeah, that's Whatever. true. That's doesn't true. matter. Um... Another huge thing that happened, which was actually a really good upside for white, um, was Esper Sentinel. Right. This was something that commander players who play white have wanted for a long time. Uh, Esper Sentinel is a single white mana for a 1-1. One, one. 
Uh, whenever an opponent casts their first non-creature spell each turn, draw a card unless that player pays X, where X is as per Sentinel's power. Sweet. It's just white. It doesn't have blue. Yeah, no, it's just... <laughs> it's just simply a white card, which seeing white read draw a card, I don't usually see that unless yep. it's paired with green or blue. It's honestly like... Yeah, because... Um, like, you just run it now as... If you have a deck, I'm I'm quibbling. Uh, if you just have like, <laughs> if you're running white, then even if you have blue, this is as good as some blue cards because it's one. It's like it's efficiently costed and it can draw you it's a, a couple cards during a, the game. It's a non-committal thing, and if you're playing a four-player commander game, it's non-committal. You drop it down. It draws you two cards. That's still already one mana. Draw two. If that was a card. Everyone would be running it because it's a simple one mana draw two. It replaces itself and goes up. It's that's just good. That's just really good. And Esper Sentinel just stays around, and it's not many people are wanting to remove it because, well, it's not like the yeah. most threatening thing. It's, it's not just, like a Ristic study. It's just one thing. Um, yeah. So that's good. Uh, what else was there? Oh. It, Ignoble Hierarch, one mana, creature, goblin, shaman, exalted. Whenever a creature you control attacks alone, that creature gets plus one, plus one until end of turn, so it just buffs up your creatures if they attack alone. And then it has tap, add, black, uh, red, or green. So uh, it's it's like the other Hierarch. Noble Hierarch. That, that was in Bant, so that was um, white, uh, green, blue. So I guess they're putting more Hierarchs in, which... That's great, I th- I believe. That is that's li- a cool thing to see. I like that they're doing that more, getting yeah. m- more good mana dorks out there. Yeah. Because I really like that. It's really, it's really... I don't know. I like it. It's great. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's any other... Not really. Not app. like amazing. Oh, what have you done? <laughs> he broke it. No, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't did. break anything. See, we're good. Nope, it's gone. All right, well. Oh, no, it's look, I did it. back now. Yeah, no, we're good. Technical problems. You know what? Okay, I broke it. We're just going to move on from <laughs> Modern Horizons 2 because uh, I he, fucked it. He fucked it. He, you literally broke it. I think I just deleted it. It's gone. Anyways, um, yeah, now we're going to get to the meat of the episode. So uh, it's an episode that we've been talking about for a while and been wanting to do for a while. Uh, we're going to be talking about anything goes with removal. It's the removal and interaction episode. Which means any kill spells or counter spells also count. Because interaction of any kind, whether you're stopping someone from casting a spell or taking something off the board that someone else controls. Which... That begs the question, what counts as interaction or specifically removal? What counts as removal? What do we want when we're talking about removal? Now, some people think they, they'll look at some higher power decks and they see, well, there's a lot of bounce effects that they run because it's, that, that it gets them off the board temporarily and then they can just keep doing stuff then. Um, that only really works when you're talking about CEDH or competitive commander, um, because everything's so fast paced that if it le if you cast something and put it on the table, 
if it leaves the table, it's essentially not useless, but it's nerfed exponentially because now you have to work back to where you were. Which in CDH, games can last five turns max a lot of times. Sometimes yeah, so more, sometimes less. If you're you're not going to be wanting to recast stuff, you're going to be wanting to advance your, your win. So, yeah, bouncing stuff in CDH usually is, like, a legitimate thing. But, um, so, don't, like, for what we're trying to say is that it do, it's not what we're looking for in terms of removal. In removal, we want to have... Uh, like permanent answers, uh, especially in casual uh, commander, because that means it's gonna be harder. Um, it'll be, it'll stop your opponents like more legitimately than just bouncing. Um, another example is like tapping down creatures. Like even if you can consistently tap down a creature, and like I don't know, it's not allowed to untap or whatever. We don't. That's not what we'd want. It doesn't really count as removal. Because, um, you know, it doesn't, like, it doesn't permanently stop it. It it just it's just kind of annoying. But we, we so we want to permanently deal with it. Yeah, like and then when we with counter spells, there's only a couple that do this. Um, one called Lapse of Certainty. It's in white counters that put cards to the top of the library. This is interesting because. In the color pairing Boros, if you're in Boros, you can run Lapse of Certainty. Because at that point, it's a color that already doesn't have pretty much any interaction with spells on the stack. But then you throw in this card that can, and you can... And Boros is usually a fast-paced, casual play. You're usually going pretty quickly. So Lapse of Certainty can actually put in a lot of work. If someone's going to board wipe, or like target your thing and blow up or it's about to combo off, you can lapse of certainty, stop them, and then you try and kill them or win the next turn. That's a lot of the times how Boros likes to play. But why it's not ideal if you're in blue, you wouldn't want to put... If you have blue, you have better uh, resources than lapse of certainty, so you're not going to just want it to put put like the card that you're countering on top of your opponent's library. You want to remove it permanently. Um, so... What counts as removal? We really want... Um, with removal, we're talking more single-target removal. And that means... Uh, it's usually instant speed. That's the best stuff. Uh, and it's stuff that puts it in the graveyard or into exile or tuck back into their deck, basically. And there's not... There's pretty much only Chaos Warp. Yeah, Chaos Warp is one of the only good ones yeah. that do that. Um... um so yeah, um, this is gonna come in the form. Yeah, I guess so. If it's if it's a sorcery speed removal, spot removal like single target removal, there has to be very good upsides, or it has to be color breaking, like feed the swarm in black. Oh yeah, that is a sorcery speed one in a black destroy target creature or enchantment. <laughs> you lose life equal to its total uh, converted mana cost. Ooh. That is. I'm pretty sure the only it is. reasonable card that you can use in black that hits enchantments. So if you're running, say, black, blue, Demir, you put that in there. Or if you're running mono black, 
you're gonna put that in there because you need access to be able to deal with enchantments right but yeah you want to go for instant speed removal that uh actually deals with your threats appropriately so yeah um Um, so now you'll have removal in your hand now the real another good question that comes up a lot of the times with people playing commander is how do i use it correctly and when do i use it correctly assessing threats in commander it's a very very hard thing to do uh i think last night when we were with our group of friends and we were playing commander i had a deadly rollick in my hand which is just a really good single target removal spell it just reads three and a black exile target creature which black exiling a creature is so weird um but that rate three and a black exile a creature that's terrible however it also reads if you control your commander you may cast a spell without paying your uh the uh the mana cost mana Mana value value. (laughs) jinx um yeah so it's free it's 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 it's, bullshit yeah it's commander is the easiest thing to get on the board consistently it's pretty much always free uh you will most of the time have your commander Mm -hmm. so um so i had that and it i'm just looking around the board and i see so a big creature that's swinging at me every turn because people don't like me (laughs) (laughs) um i also see a uh a draw engine on another person's board and i also see someone's commander which is pretty central to their gameplay so i see three big threats now the problem is when you have multiple options you have to think of a few things one what is going to give my opponents the most value or me the biggest disadvantage that is the first thing you have to think about the second thing which is pretty much at the same level of that is what hurts me in specific the most the soonest because if if you have like a somewhat steady draw engine on table you're gonna not want to keep that around very long however it's just that it's not like say it only if it's like not a consecrated sphinx um say if it's like um, if someone's running a creature deck and they're running a beast whisper, sure, that's something that's like, all right, that's a problem, but I shouldn't immediately use yeah. a good kill spell to take it out as soon as I can, yeah, because you want to hold kill spells for threats that are actually a problem and actually hard to deal with. Um, which in my instance, I believe. What I did with that spell, I'm pretty sure... I didn't take out the big creature that was swinging at me. Because I also had a board wipe, or I had a Cyclonic Rift in my hand. That I could use a little bit later, and I wasn't going to die yet. So, sure, the big creature had a threat to me, but I was not in imminent danger of losing. So I instead took out someone else's... I believe I took out the commander that was central to their point. Or central to their deck. It was Zuri Claw Progress. Okay. Um, that's kind of the reasoning I used in my head. You have to go through a whole bunch of steps in order to figure out what to go through when you're in those situations. Yeah, what I could say is the best way to learn how to use removal is practice. It's just that, uh, like, we could describe, like, 
scenarios and strategies uh, to keep yourself focused, but that's definitely the main thing. Yeah. Um, Being able to do a line of process and make assumptions about what other people have and possible answers that they have, or there's so many different thoughts that you have to think through while playing a single turn of Commander. Um, especially with instant speed, a lot of the time, the best answer is to never use it on your turn. Um, it's to wait and see what happens. And if they're use, unless it's like taking out a draw engine is a little bit different. Cause then you have to kind of like, if there's a if there's multiple threats and say someone like swings at you with a big threat, but someone else has a draw engine. Then you have to say, do I want to take 8 damage or do I want to take care of their thing? That's where politics comes in. You can start talking to the player being like, hey, could you not swing that at me for XYZ reason? There's a whole slew of things that is not even related to actual removal at all that goes into how to use removal. Yeah, It's really confusing. Um, you have any thoughts? Besides that, or, um, or the, just the single target removal aspect? Not really. Just, like, yeah, just be aware. The uh, The more you play with your playgroup, uh, the more experience you get. You're going to understand what are the worst things and what's scary and what's not scary. So just be on the lookout kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah. Um, in conjunction to the how to use single target removal, something that's, in my opinion... Easier, but harder to do at the same time. How to use counter spells correctly. Because... I think it's straight up harder. Well, it's... <laughs> it, took har- me, it took me, like, a couple place, like, play sessions to get the hold of... Get the hang of counters. Sometimes I still mess up. Yeah, A lot like, of times. I'd say, like, if you know your playgroup, it's a little bit easier sometimes, unless the game gets a little bit convoluted. Yeah. Um... But if you don't know a playgroup, say you go to a Friday Night Magic and you just sit down and you play, play a game of Commander, you have counter spells in your deck, then it becomes a problem. You don't know what are the true bombs or true combo pieces or whatever they are in the opponent's deck. You just kind of have to guess. Yep. That's when it's really, really hard. Um, the first thing with it is... Um, I'll let you talk about this, Matt. Is Specifically, don't overextend with your counter spells and burn them all on one source most of the time there are exceptions so yeah you wanna let's say you i don't know uh yeah you what's an example like you have a bunch of mana or counters in your hand with nothing to do I yeah guess. like say say you're playing a chulain teller of tales deck you you, you have chulain on the field and you have like okay. say triple blue on the field you have a swan song and a counter spell in your hand so like what you if you want to, it depends on what you want to use the counter spell for because this kind of goes into the interaction as, aspect than just um, removal, but um, with certain decks you want to save, for like the two lane example, if someone's going to like kill your guy. It depends on, like, maybe it's Tulane, maybe you have enough mana to cast it next turn. Maybe you don't want to use all of your counters to try to 
save your guy in case they have a good play or or, or maybe the opposite yeah where you want to save your stuff to save your your creatures later and not uh i think you had one game where it was it was he you were playing obeka you had like was it two counters or no you had one counter open and um someone wanted to play like one of their best cards in their deck and it was but it wasn't online yet so it was torbrand and he was playing and he was casting spell shock so he had a counter uh, that could counter it, but he chose not to, <laughs> even though we knew he had it. I was like, Silas, what are you doing? But he decided, and this is a legitimate play, he decided that he wanted to protect his board and protect his later plays, and that uh, Spellshock wasn't an actual threat at and, the time. And Spellshock, in this instance, why everyone at the table wanted me to counter the spell, Torbran is a, uh, a command that says, whenever a red source you control deals damage to an opponent, it deals that much damage plus two. So spell shock now reads. I believe instead of it deals two damage to that player, it deals four. Right. So like it says, whenever a player casts a spell, spell shock deals two damage to that player. So with that card and your commander, anytime a, I mean you're not gonna take the extra damage from Torbrand, but all of your opponents, whenever they cast a spell, they're gonna take four damage. So that's literally a four life tax on all of their stuff. So that's a that's a huge threat, and you gotta deal with it. So we were saying, Silas, you gotta kill it. Yeah, counter it, and he ended up not doing it. And it makes sense. He chose, like, that's just, and you got to think about stuff like that sometimes. And and it actually turned out to be the correct yeah. choice. <laughs> yep. Because everyone wanted me to counter this. However, we're playing with our friend Elijah. He was on last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and We've I even talked about his Xara. Yeah, he, he has his Xara deck that has the, the, the Xara infinite combo in it. Which generates some infinite mana, and then he casts like a huge X spell. Just any X spell, like <laughs> any like X draw spell or exsanguinate yeah. or any of those things. Yep. Um, and then just wins the game from there. Yep. Um. Then basically, I was like, okay, spell shock is really annoying. It will probably because I didn't have an on like once it hit the field, I did not have an answer for spell shock currently. Yeah, I mean you have you had one card in your deck that could deal. Yeah, I I was in Grixis, so I couldn't really hit enchantments. Um, but I knew that there were two other players that were you were in white red, I believe. No, I was playing. I was playing tomorrow. I was playing. Um. Oh yeah, Sova. You you. we had two other players that both, both had, had green. green. Yep. So I'm per- I'm expecting them to be able to take care of it. Yep. A good assumption on my part. Yep. I'm also expecting because Zaxar was about to untap and be able to use himself. Yep. So I have to expect that that the Zaxara player is going to win next turn because I have to assume they have the infinite combo in his hand. Yeah. I'm glad I did because he <laughs> did, in fact, have the infinite combo. And if I didn't have uh, that counter, I wouldn't have had enough mana to be able to counter everything because the counter that I had was a free counter spell. It was... Uh, uh, fierce Guardianship. Yeah, Fierce Guardianship. So, basically, I just straight up wouldn't have been able to stop him from winning that turn. Yeah. I believe the Torbrand player eventually did win because of spell shock. I thought you won that game. I forget. No, I died. I one hundred percent died. Okay, I forget. But yeah. But yeah, spell shock. I believe did like twenty damage to like each player that game. It was cause was that was that the one that I almost won? Yeah, because be, but the reason why you didn't was because spell shock dwindled you down so much. No I one, think that's right. No one. I'm not sure, but yeah. No one could cast spells because spell shock was just taking everyone down, but. The game lasted longer. Someone didn't win off an infinite combo. 
And in the moment choice, it was correct. And looking back, I still think it was correct. Yeah. So that's a good example of just saving all your resources. You might not want to, you know, fully commit to a, a threat that, like, if you have a counterspell interaction, you might not want to fully commit to you using might not all even, of your resources to destroy it. Or You might not even want to commit at all. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. it's another thing about just knowing, just, uh, yeah, having good threat assessment and just understanding your playgroup and your deck. And so, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to move to the next part, F. Yeah, um... So, moving on from how to use it, what are the good removal cards and the bad removal cards that, and interaction as well, like, what should you be running and how many of them you should be running in a deck? <laughs> These are two very key things. Yeah. We can talk about the how many uh, first because that's much quicker. Yeah. On average, you want to have at least 10 interaction, which includes spot removal and counters both. You want to have at least 10 interaction in a deck. Minimum. In, yep. not, and that's not just, like, my opinion. There are many other big content creators who have played for longer than us that agree. That's, uh, the Command Zone says a very similar thing. I believe they say 10 to 12. Yeah, they, they I think they have a... They have I a, think it's similar. They don't have, like, the same counterspell, like, uh, situation that our playgroup does. So it's it's kind of like... Um, here, what I'm trying to think is that, uh, more of just counters and removal in general than probably 12. <laughs> I think it just happens. Like, I, I think in, uh, my Tamer deck, I probably have, like, uh, five counters at this point and, like, probably eight removal or something like that. Um, yeah. And so it's, it's like, I'd say counters and, rem and spot removal combined, that would be, that would be 12, 100%. 10 to 12, yeah. 10 to 12. 10 minimum. 10 minimum. T 10 minimum if it's a deck like, say, my Chulane deck where I'm trying to, instead of trying to be sure. able to win at an average pace or a slow pace, I'm trying to get all my stuff out there really quickly and just being able to just tap for more mana, cast all my creatures, and I need more creatures in the deck so I can't... T the only things I could really take out is creatures because the other cards are like either staples, key yeah. ramp, or other things so i can't exactly take out creatures I, it's editing that deck is a pain in the ass it literally like i was trying to put in a teferi's protection and i was struggling <laughs> because and that's like a staple must go in and same with smothering tithe i was just oh, sitting yeah. there like what the hell do i take out and those are two <laughs> auto includes but that's just how jam-packed and fast-paced the chuling deck yeah is. so um yeah, with like I think I think that doesn't exactly. I was thinking because you have a shit ton of counters, but just like yeah, I believe I run seven four, in that deck, four removal or something like that. I run five spot removals. I run swords to plowshares, path to exile, beast within. Yeah. What else do I run? Do you run anything else? I don't know. Do you have generous gift in there? Uh, Probably not. I don't think so. like that deck is spot removal light. Yeah, uh, so, but it is counter heavy because yeah. I'm not focused on destroying other things i'm focused on protecting my board yep so there's examples like that and even then that it's pretty risky but you know the faster your deck is the less you're going to get punished by that so it it works yeah i've i've play tested that played it a bunch with the group it doesn't usually have many drawbacks again no deck is perfect it has its weaknesses Chulane's main weakness is um 
the removal aspect of the spot removal. I don't have much of it, but I can't yeah. put more in. If I'm struggling to put in a damn smothering tithe, I'm not going to try and put in a generous gift. <laughs> yeah, so definitely in terms of numbers, aim for 10. So what are the efficient what what are the best removal spot removal salads at least first then the then we can do counters. There is a bunch of good ones. I recently talked about I just said Swords to Plowshares and Path to Exile. No duty to explain those. Those are just the two. It's so good. They're they are the best <laughs> one mana creature removal in the format yep. by far. The only exception is the oh what's it called? I lived the black one, the free one. The deadly rock. Deadly rock. That's, that's all. That that's, that's a, conditional though, but it's worth it. It's it's conditional. You can't do it like turn two, but also like, it's free. So in some cases, people don't expect it. While they see one white and these two cards are such staples, they see a single white and become extremely scared. Yeah. Um. Those are those three cards are some of the best, and and exile effects are also really oh, powerful. Yeah. yeah that, all three of these exile. They don't destroy. They all exile. The reason that. Tuck and Exile is better than um, just destroying and letting it go to the graveyard is because it's going to be impossible for your opponents. Well, except for Tuck, but that's Tuck is, rarer. It, that's Tuck e- is very hard. Tuck is harder to get back out than if they put it in their graveyard for some decks. It kind of depends. But um, I don't remember having one of my cards, Chaos Warp, yeah. in my deck and getting it back. Yeah, like ever for the rest of the game. It's, I mean, it's just because we have such big decks. It just, it's, that's why Tuck is efficient. It. It's 100 card decks. It's extremely hard to get them back. So, yeah, that's why. So, if you can, um, I don't, there's not too many. Those pretty much are like Chaos Warp, Deadly Rock, Path and Swords. That's like the only efficient removal that, um, that's kind of like that in that way. But it's yeah. still important. Uh, it's important to highlight why they're important. Yeah. And with the, Comparison between Path to Exile Swords and Deadly Relic and those three compared to cards like Chaos War, Beast Within, those kinds of cards. The difference is they are pretty much on the same level with Swords to Plowshares and Path to Exile. Those only hit creatures, but they are extremely aggressively costed for a single mana. If you get to higher CMC than one, like two and three it needs to start hitting more things quickly yep what because you'll look at cards like specifically beast within and assassin's trophy assassin's trophy in particular is one of the best i'm gonna put it out there okay well deadly relax is free now i'm gonna say assassin's trophy it's two mana destroy anything yeah assassin's trophy (laughs) is probably tied with swords um, just because if we're just talking about creature removal, Swords to Plowshares is the king. It doesn't let them ramp. Um, it's, on, it's always online for a single white mana. There are no conditions. You just, creature's gone. I'm going to say assassins. I don't care. I don't care. For creatures? For creatures, whatever. Who, why are we, yeah, swords. Yeah, um, but Assassin's Trophy is, it's a black and a green for an instant. Already good. Two mana for a removal spell. Usually, just means just like either you look at two mana Probably for a like removal spell, a you see like a terminate. It's like destroy target creature because those on are on average what your two CMC spells. They usually hit one, maybe two targets. Assassin's Trophy is the quite literal only exception. 
black green instant destroy target permanent mm-hmm. an opponent controls so it hits quite literally anything on the board its controller may search their library for a basic land card and put on the battlefield and shuffle their library so it hits any permanent and they ramp one that is very broken that's very good that's the king of of uh the king of broad removal yes broad removal there it's go. golgari has some of the best removal out there um and like beast within is probably the generic overall right. well-rounded it's like it's a good card you should run it in most decks that have green not all but most it depends if if you're in Woburg, <laughs> if you're in Wooburg, sure, you're not yeah. prob- you're probably not going to be running Beast maybe within. not maybe not <laughs> cuz you'll you have, have options. you'll have assassin's trophy path swords uh, anguish uh, making. yeah anguish on making chaos warp chaos warp is better yeah. so you'll be running those 5 probably as your yeah. removal and then you'll be running 5 counters sure. 5 and 5 in Wooburg. sure um so that's kind of like your overall hit anything on the field Three mana instant. It's a good spell. Um, as we start going down, it starts getting a little bit more specific. Um, you'll look at a card like Abrupt Decay. It's this one's iffy. Um, I don't like it, but that's me. Matthew doesn't like it, but I current I personally do. It's a black and a green instant. So another two mana kill spell. It says. Abrupt Decay can't be countered by spells or abilities. It says destroy target non-land permanent with converted mana cost 3 or less. This is good in my opinion because it can't be countered and it hits any non-land permanent with CMC 3 or less. Matthew doesn't like it because of the CMC 3 or less. Like, not all games where it's going to be... I think you're trading in, like... um. Uh, effective cost and can't be countered for like way less broad so to me i don't like it it's like it does miss most commanders most commanders are four cmc or higher yeah so d spark is another good example yeah d spark is orzov um it's it doesn't have the can't be countered but it's a it's white and a black instant exile target permanent with mana value four greater no you yeah, if, if, we, if we the reason why we keep saying you or laugh after we say mana value is because they changed converted mana cost to mana value recently in standard sets. And it's awful. No one likes it. <laughs> mana <for>, value. <laughs> this is the opposite of the of, of abrupt decay. Same problem though. C, CMC four or greater. Yep. It's it's restrictive. However, it does say target permanent. Which yeah. means it hits stuff. It's still pretty good spell. Yeah. It hits most commanders. It exiles. Instant speed. Two mana. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good card. I would run it Both in a lot of Orsov decks. Not all, but a lot. Sure. Um, now, those are kind of some of the best single target. Except there are other blue oh, yeah. single target removal <laughs> spells. <laughs> This is where the color gets a little weird, because blue is known for the counter spell, not the removal. But there are two cards. No. Four. Four? Four. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I forgot. Four. There are four. Two one- of them exile. <laughs> yeah. There are four one and two mana 
single target removal spells in blue that are all good. They're all good. And those are like the only four that even exist in the color blue. Yeah. It is Pong of Five, <laughs> Rapid Hybridization. Both of those are the exact same card. Quite literally, they just have different names. Pong of Five and Rapid Hybridization read, Destroy target creature. It can't be regenerated. It cannot be regenerated. Its controller creates a 3-3 creature token. It's okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> blue, blue, um, yeah, it's blue path and swords or whatever, you know. It doesn't it, exile. No, it but doesn't exile. Why is it in blue? No idea. The other two do yeah. exile. Yeah, the other two do exile. They are both um, one in a blue. The first one is reality shift. Uh, exile target creature. Its controller manifests the top card of their library, which that means they put the top card of the library face down onto the battlefield as a nameless 2-2. If it is a creature card, they may cast it for paying its uh, converted mana cost. The other one is, in my opinion, the best blue removal spell yeah. in the color. I mean, like, it's too, it's it's close to, like, Abrupt Decay, decay and stuff. And you could I, you could replace it for, like, Beast, um, beast with him and some... I don't know. I'm just saying. It's, it, really it's, it's a really good card. And they printed this at Common in a standard set recently. <laughs> one of the more recent standard sets. Um, it's called Resculpt, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's called Resculpt. It's one in a blue instant. Exile target creature or or artifact. Its controller creates a 4-4 elemental token. Exile artifact in blue. What? <laughs> at instant speed. Blue was never supposed to have artifact removal. I literally... This game sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little silly. It's, it's, uh, it's good. It's good. I think oh. the worst color at removal is red. I gotta, yeah. I'm gonna put that up there. I don't like burn for removal because I feel like I can... I, I don't feel comfortable. Black, white, green, blue all have good yep. stuff. And then you look at red. It's red like lightning is- bolt. You got a lightning bolt. I wouldn't run right lightning bolt. No, it's not great. No. At all. It's only good in like Torbrand style decks. Yeah. Where it turns that three damage into five and then you can run it. Then it's then it's really good. <laughs> um but we talked about the most of the good spells. There are a couple others that we're probably missing, but sure. yeah. those are most of the good ones. As as a, as with the good counter spells, those are a little bit more obvious. Because it's mainly in... It's just in blue. It's not in multiple colors. You have your... Counterspell is a good overall counterspell. However, when you start getting to the really expensive counters, <laughs> it can be cut and usually is. Yes. Um, which is weird because counters are named after counterspell. <laughs> um, but your main good ones are counterspell, arcane denial... Um, we're not going to exactly like no. fully read these off because they're all well known. We could just say like... Counterspell is two mana, hard counter, arcane denial is two mana, hard counter that pays for itself and gives your opponent's cards. Some people think that card's ba- arcane denial is bad. It's, it's good. But it doesn't make sense because I actually saw, and it makes perfect sense, there was a video that I saw where it explains the difference between counterspell and arcane denial. Counterspell is the perfect, it's just a, it's just the normal one for one. Someone casts something, you cast counterspell, you and an opponent both go down a card. The other two opponents are now up a card. With Arcane Denial, someone casts a thing, you counter it. Now, they draw two, you draw one. So you replaced your card, you are at a zero card deficit. The other two opponents, which means you are on track with the other two opponents. Only one player in this instance is up a card. Yep. Instead of two. So. 
It is. It's yeah. I think in theory it's better than counterspell. Like when you um, when you read it out that they both counter anything. Right. And it only makes technically people make the argument, but it's drawing cards. It's not necessarily like keeping things even, even though it pretty much is. Yeah. Um, you have your three. You have your three free counters: force of negation, force of will, and um, uh, fierce guardianship. Yep. Those are th- extreme three extremely expensive cards, but they're really good. Swan song, fluster storm. Um, what are the dispel. other ones? Oh yeah, dispel is good on a budget. It's good. You, for... The moment you start buying more expensive ones, drop it immediately. Um, like I'd say, oh, um, it's good at protection. Pretty much. Yeah, it's it's just it's good. It's really good in a counter war, um, because it is a dispel is a single blue mana counter target instant spell, extremely restrictive. But protects against most good removal and all counter spells, mm-hmm. which that is a lot of what counter spells do is protect your stuff. It can't stop people from going off on plays most of the time. Yep. Because most of the time they're going off on their turn. Yep. Um, and yeah, it's just like most of the time they're going off on their turn. And they're either doing sorcerer speeds or creatures or comboing off with sorcerer speed stuff. Yep. And usually you can't do anything about that. The last good counter is Mana Drain. Yeah, Mana Drain, which is strictly better counter spell. <laughs> Way better counter spell. It's a blue-blue counter target spell. At the beginning of your next main phase, add an amount of colorless mana equal to the countered spell's converted mana cost. Even you counter a 3-CMC thing, you get 3 free mana on your next turn. Counterspell doesn't do that. They're the exact same mana, but Mana Drain does that. <laughs> One is way better. <laughs> way better. Way, 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 way Like, better. you can... Mana Drain is kind of one of those counters I sometimes will just throw at a random 4 CMC commander just to get the 4 free mana on turn 3. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. It, it literally could. If you're behind and you just Mana Drain something random, and it, it could boost you back up, for sure. It'll slow someone, especially if you counter a commander that isn't, like, super impactful, but it'll slow them down. Yeah. You'll speed up a shit ton. Yep. Um, You're back in the game. And, yeah, it just kind of does that. It's crazy. So, those are the good ones. Uh, I don't think we'll be able to have time to talk about that. That, I think we can split that into a second episode, the last thing here. Um, Um guess but the the last thing we're going to talk about here is what are the overrated or bad removal spells yep uh we'll probably do a part two removal partially not maybe not a full episode dedicated to it but we're going to talk about just a few other things probably in the next episode just a little bit of it uh but what are some not super great removal spells well some of them are good in competitive formats like cedh such as mental misstep it's really good in competitive commander because a lot of counter spells are one mana um a lot of like combo pieces are one mana um but it simply reads um it's a single blue phyrexian mana which means you can either pay a blue mana for it or you can pay two life for it almost always you're paying two life for it for so it's essentially free um counter target spell with converted mana cost of one not just of one it's just one it's not one or less it's just one so 
It is the most restrictive counterspell in the game, but it's free. And that is something that you just shouldn't run in casual commander. It is not good just because all of the bombs and the win cons are all huge. And it doesn't necessarily even work in a counter war. No. Because a lot of counters are bigger. They're... 5 CMC with Force of Will, you got 2 CMCs with your Mana Drain, your Arcane Denials, all of those. It only really works against, like, Swansong or another Mental Misstep, which you're not going to see that. Um, another card that is only being... Here, you can... It can be run, but um, it's much better in CDH where you know you're going to run into this kind of stuff. It's uh, Red Elemental Mental Blast and Pyroblast, which do the exact same thing, literally. It's one red um, instant... Counter target blue spell or destroy target blue permanent. So in CDH, if you have red, you're 100% running these because they're prim- they're hard counters on blue. I guess I it's that's protection exa- against people countering your win cons. That's also yeah, um, and um, also I don't know CDH. You don't usually need the removal portion, but you know it's there. Um, but uh, yeah, I can I could imagine them being run in casual, but it's not they're they're not great. They're definitely best in CDH where you're gonna see counters everywhere <laughs> and they're gonna be blue all the time. So um almost that's yeah. Almost always will they be blue. Yes. The only time you'll encounter these is if someone else is playing red, and red is not <laughs> a very popular color in C E D H. It's like Kess. Uh, like tier one decks, or is Kess even tier one? I have no, cl- I don't know CDH man. <laughs> I, I watched some CDH gameplay, but that's about it. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> Kess is probably one of the higher that the, would run it. This shouldn't be run really, except it can be run uh, in casual play if you're in mono red or Boros. That is it. <laughs> yeah, if you have, yeah, you're not gonna need it in like. You're not going to need it in Gruul decks because they have ways to make your stuff uncounterable. Yeah. So, therefore, you just strictly don't need it. Um, like, because in Boros, you you need something to fight against counters. Same with Red. You need something, and this is your something. Yeah. Um, being able to have an w- answer to, like, you cast your win con, you cast your, like, damage tripler or something. Someone goes, I'm going to counterspell your goal. Red elements of bass blast, yep. and people don't expect it in those colors. It's really good in that scenario. Yep. Another some pair, other like yeah. overrated stuff, because um, like we were explaining earlier, how there's um, uh, how were we explaining earlier how there's uh good cards. There's some other cards that are just slightly worse, but that not like really slightly, but just like worse, and there's just better options. So. One of them is Putrefy, uh, one black, green, instant, destroy target artifact or creature, it can't be regenerated. So, you're in green, you have Beast Within, you're in black, you have creature removal already. Um, it's just not already, it's just not great already. If you're running three mana at this, re- three mana removal, you want to hit as much as you can. So this It's just, way too restrictive for three mana. Yeah. Sure, it's instant speed, it's only artifact or creature. Yeah. And Golgari... You have so many options at removal, and that's the same exact reasoning for this next card, Mortify. One, white, black. Destroy target creature or enchantment. You're in Orzhov again. There are so, so many better options to play than this card. 
and this is on the top 100 played of the month and yeah. like of the year is these two cards right even though there's budget alternatives yeah <laughs> like people run these and just don't realize they're bad they are really really bad just just like you don't you don't need to be this restrictive if there's clearly other options um if you're playing on a 25 dollar 50 dollar budget then maybe sure i mean they're not awful they're just there's way better way 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 better um some other i think i think our last card kind of it's I don't know it's exactly pre- what you did, wanted to say about this card. This card is interesting because, again, it's only being able to be played in that mono red and boros colors. Um, it's called Tobalt's Trickery. Uh, it's fr- printed in Caldeheim, so it's new. One in a red instant. Counter target spell. So it's a hard counter in red. That is something no one's ever seen before. Normally people would say, oh, this is off color. However, the next, like, eight lines of text... Make it on color. Choose a number between 1, 2, or 3 at random. Its controller mills that many cards, then exile cards from the top of their library until they exile a non-land card with a different name than the spell milled. Then they may cast that card without paying its mana cost. They then put the exile cards on the bottom of their library in a random order. Basically... You counter their thing, they roll a die, one, two, or three, they mill that many cards, and in Commander, it doesn't matter, it's just mill, and then next thing that they can cast, they cast it. Mill is just so that they don't just, you, in, in response to the default's trickery, they just tutor up something. I tried to do that one time, and then I, and then I remembered the mill, and I was like, I already did this, I just <laughs> got screwed over. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah! There's the mill on the card, and that's the whole point. That's one of the reasons. The other reason is for, like, standard and modern play, where there's multiple names of stuff in there, so that, like, that they can't, like, cast something that was already the name of what they milled. That's kind of how the card was designed. Something that wasn't the name of the card. Um, That's kind of how it reads there. And that, whatever, yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of the last... You only run that in Boros and in Mono Red. I don't really see it being run anywhere else because you'll have, and you'll have ways to in Gruel. You'll have ways to make your things uncounterable. I guess you could put it in Gruel, possibly. Because it's if it, it's a hard counter, so it's not just protection. That's so you'd want to run it over just. But you and like but it is better, way better than Pyroblast in those. Yeah. Um. But definitely don't run this anywhere other than Gruel. Boros and mono red. Yeah, you don't. You're not gonna need it if you have blue. Hundred percent. Yeah. No, definitely will not. But if you have red and not blue, then you'd probably run it. Honestly. Yeah. All right. Uh, that I think does it for today. Sure. Uh, kind of. What was? This? Ran out of time here. Yeah. Pretty much done. We'll possibly cover a few more things that. We talked about it already. Yeah, so. we, we pretty much did everything that we yeah. needed to with removal. This is our opinion mixed with just what we believe as to be truth, specifically the truth of being the format of having 10 to 12 interaction of con- any kind. That is something that we believe is a must do. 100%. If you're not doing that, you need to fix and alter your deck so that you 
fit the format of 10 to 12 because you will have a more fun time yeah. playing if you do. It's not just having a healthier for, like play group, which it does do, but it's also just you're going to have a better time if you're able to kill your opponent's stuff like it feels nice up. when you it feels nice when you go i'm gonna yeah. just blow up your and big you, creature and you deal with a threat that was gonna like kill you or whatever and you did it properly and it, it feels good you have a good like it is fun so like it will even though it sounds goofy like i was killing stuff i was killing my opponent's stuff like fun it's just stopping them from winning so it's, it's just important and you're gonna have a better time playing just 100 percent. so even if you don't think it's that important I guarantee putting more efficient removal, more removal, more efficient removal, and you're going to have a better time. Interaction. If you're in blue, my, if you're in blue, my opinion is counters over removal. I don't know. You, go, you like going 50-50, it right? Uh, yeah, something like that. I. <laughs> it depends on the deck. But yeah, 50-50 usually. Faster-paced decks focus on counters more yeah. slower paced decks focus on the removal more that's true or that's, that's if you're being accurate. mean just do both that's what my obeka deck does <laughs> or board wipes like if five you have removal, the, if you have the slots if you if you have the card advantage to to keep up with removing stuff then do it run 12 removal <laughs> <laughs> yeah run 12 removal and 10 count no don't do that <laughs> oh. <Ow. laughs> <laughs> All right, well... And four board wipes. <laughs> and... No, six. Six. Six board wipes. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to do us for today. I'm Silas. Uh, Mateo again. <laughs> just... Don't say your name. <laughs> it's Mateo, literally... I'm not going to say it. They know it. And that's Matthew. All right, bye, idiots. <laughs>